Hello, you're listening to Living Alone Together. I am your only host, Yen. So first things first, Happy New Year. Um, and I know it's been more than a month since I uploaded the previous episode, and that's not good. But I do have, I do have a few reasons, not excuses, reasons. And um, one of them is that I was moving. So I finally left that miserable, miserable town, and I am back to the city. So that has brightened up my mood quite a bit, and、um, because of that, I was just busy selling things and buying new stuff, actually. And that took maybe two whole weeks to to do.、Um, so that was the first thing, and then. I moved because I found a new job here in the city, and so、um, I'm getting started with a job. It's not exactly on track yet. Where、um, it's a bit tricky. It's not exactly a full time full time job.、Um, I got some shifts, and so things are still getting arranged, and I'm still,、um, you know, not exactly nine to five full time yet. So. So that's what I've been doing, and、um, I would say that life is infinitely better as I left that miserable town. It's not because that I mean the city; it's more that I finally left the place I I hate so much.、Um, and it's amazing how just a change of scene、um, scenery could affect your mood.、Um, When I was living in that little town, every morning I was so anxious. I didn't know what I could do and what I would like to do、um, because there was just nothing to do.、Um, and now, although I still pretty much just do the same things every day, but I have more of an inner peace because I feel like there is so much more potential out there. And if I'm not doing them, if I'm not going out, if not Visiting new places—it's my choice. It's not because I have no choice but to stay home. And so there's a huge difference. Even though、um, a third par-、uh, party would say you're just pretty much the same, but <laughs> but how I feel internally makes a huge difference. So that's one thing. So the moving and the and the new job.、Um, but at the same time, I am sort of—I'm not exactly financially stable at this point. In that. As I said, because my shifts haven't been arranged completely, so、um, I am, I guess, for the first time in my life, spending more than I'm saving. So, so that's not ideal, and that does create a little bit of anxiety inside. But you know, I got a feeling that it's going to be resolved pretty, pretty soon. Maybe in a month or so, I will get、uh, get back on track,、um, which is kind of. Um, which kind of made me think about what if I actually had a whole family to feed?、Um, how would these people feel if、um, you know they got fired and and、uh, they're just spending more than they're saving? Then it must be three times or four times as horrifying as I'm feeling right now. But in any case, it's not ideal and. And I guess from the past two or three years, you know, when I started this podcast, which was a year ago, I think,、um, I think from from these years of experience, I've decided 
I've come up with a good phrase and that's going to keep me going, which is that it is not ideal, but it's acceptable. So I know, I know it's not, it's not good that you are um, sort of resolving or you're, you're going back to this mindset, but this is the phrase that has kept me going for a long time where, which is literally just what, what it's saying. I, I'm not, I know I'm not where I want at this moment. And I know that the life in general is not ideal, but it just, you just have to move on and you just have to keep living and that's acceptable. And that, um, yes, the conditions are not perfect. They're not, um, a hundred percent, uh, good, but I would say maybe for me, at least it's like 65 right now. Um, I think a lot of times, I think when I was in that miserable town, (laughs) it actually, I have to admit, I actually fell quite below the passing uh, mark of 60, let's say. I think in part, I started the podcast because I wanted to save myself. I know I'm exaggerating maybe, but um, it's not that dramatic, (laughs) but... Um, it really was an attempt to just escape from physically being in the place. So I wanted to create a an online space for myself and wanted to have like a good home outside of where I was actually living. Um, and and I would say that if my condition right now is sixty five uh, out of hundred, I would say that. In the past, when I was living there, it was on average a twenty um, or thirty, and uh, which is to say that often it went below zero. Um, and the maximum I maximum joy or maximum, let's say, score I I, I would actually give is probably just sixty. Like I, I would never feel better than a sixty when I was there. Um, and most of the time it was probably zero or negative <laughs> if, if you ask me today, honestly. Um, and, and I think I mentioned in a few podcasts how, how, um, I was, you know, it seemed that we were in a toxic work environment and my, uh, my ex coworkers, uh, they were very unhappy. Those who eventually left right and um I was talking to another um ex-co-worker the other day and she told me that after she left the the company she stopped taking sleeping pills and she's just naturally better um and and I feel I feel quite the same I I think I didn't have to take sleeping pills but I was just every night I couldn't sleep well um and all I could think about was what was going on at work and what what could happen the next day at work and suppose I get get sick or suppose I um made a mistake what will happen and it just I my mind never left um the work right and um adding to that misery was the fact that I was living in that town and it just seemed like a place without any hope so what I want to say now is just that I suspect I suspect that 
Uh, when I was living there, I was actually verging on being depressed in the clinical sense of the word. I I don't think I'm not sure if I was. Um, maybe I was, and I was just unaware. But I feel like just how I was living at the time and how I sort of rejected anything that could uh, motivate me a little bit more in life. I think that kind of attitude and just thinking that everything. There's not a lot of hope, and I just have to go through the contract, um, the two-year contract. I think that kind of mindset um, was akin to being depressed. I'm not, uh, of course, I I I don't know what's the um, actual criteria for being depressed, but it's just that there are so many days when I was um, I was living there that I thought about nothing but the work. That's one thing, and. If I did go, like, if I did, if my mind uh, moved beyond that, it was really still not on anything bright and good and happy. It was just that I can't believe I'm stuck here and I can't believe that I'm not even, I'm just not moving forward at all. So, so, and I reflected on how. I was um, spending my weekends and how I was just feeling in general. I feel like, yeah, there was definitely something very wrong about my life in the past few years. So, this is all a big confession. Although I think you could sense that story a little bit in some of the episodes. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, I just you know it was nice to talk to a a co uh, ex coworker and to discuss what happened there and. It's also good that we finally all moved on from that place.、Um, as I said, I'm not exactly happy or eighty percent right now. I'm about sixty-five, at about sixty-five or seventy today, and、um, but that's a huge improvement from the average of thirty or twenty when I was in that miserable town.、Um, And also, I have to confess something else, which is that my contract ended in August, which I did talk about, I think, in one of the episodes. But I didn't move out until December. And I know people are going to question that decision because I complain so much about being in that town. I complain so much about wanting to leave. And why did I not leave the first moment I could? Well, the first reason was that I simply wanted to to take a break. So, as you know, I went to Germany and Canada in December. Sorry, in September and October.、Um, so that was what I needed, and I want. I didn't want to deal with moving at the time, and it's much more expensive to live in a city, of course.、Um, but after that, I had、uh, almost two months to still in the town when I didn't have to work there and I didn't have to live there. So. It was actually a conscious decision. I think it was because,、um, right, laziness is part of it. But I think what I wanted was to give that town a chance, a second chance, because all that town was to me at the time was it was associated with、um, with the with the company I was in, with the work I was in. So, so all I could see was how bad it was, and all I could see, you know. All I could think of is all the things are missing out by living in that town,、um, and so I decided that you know it's not really fair to the town, to the people of the town. So I would give it <laughs> two more months to see how how it was, right? 
Um, so it was kind of an experiment, and it, there's nothing to lose except maybe I could have worked two months earlier. But I wanted the break. I wanted to just give myself some time to think about life in general. And so I I stayed for an extra two months, and I really had to. And um, and the result <laughs> was that yeah, the town was still bad, um, but definitely it was shaded by 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 the company, by the work. So it actually wasn't that bad. Uh, but overall, I think I'm just not a town person. Uh, from the two months, I could see that. I could see that, yeah, I'm still quite unhappy just living there because I, I feel like I'm limited by a lot of things. Um, transportation is not good. Uh, food wasn't good. And um so so that was that. I needed the two months to verify if it's the problem of the town or if it's a problem of the work or both. And I think definitely both were a problem. It's just that, um, yes, the company did intensify the misery and uh, that was that. Now, about about this new... Uh, well, I, I moved to the city. I, I moved back to, to Taipei and um, I was actually... Yeah, I was born and raised in Taipei, so I am feeling much more comfortable here, and I, I'm not living in the same place where I grew up in. So, it was just, but it's still, it's a fine area. It really is a real, a good, convenient area, but quiet and just, it's just, I'm, I'm much happier being here. Um, so that's all I'm doing, <laughs> just. Uh, a little bit of work, a little bit of nothing, and just trying to feel life again. Now, the question is, how come I'm not at 80 or 90? And why am I still a little bit unhappy, a little bit unsatisfied? Well, the reason is just that um, it takes time, I think. Um, suppose I was actually clinically depressed to a certain extent while I was living in the town, then um, I, I think you would need some time to to heal and to get back to the normal mindset. Not normal, but the more general mindset where you no longer think that everything you do will fail. I think I think that's something that that's a huge change in itself, and so it, get, it needs some time to. My brain needs some time to be recalibrated. Um, for example. You know, one sign that which made me think I was depressed at the time was that every day I just feel that the default is bad. Right. And and that and that whatever I do, um, it's probably going to go wrong and that um, I have to look out for things that will attack me actively. I feel like that was kind of my general mindset while I was living in that miserable town. Um, Not just when I was at work, because it's a toxic workplace, but outside work as well, when I was just going out and you know, go to going to the gym or something, or cooking at home. It's just that I my mind was just um alerted all the time where I feel like um something bad's going to happen, right? That's the general uh, feeling I had when I was living there. And of course, no one could be happy in that kind of state, uh, in, in that state of mind. And 
So that's one clue. I'm not sure if you call that depression, but it's definitely not good mental health. Um, so that's just how I've lived for for two years and almost two years and a half. It's just I try to survive, but um, most of the time I was thinking, well, uh, if nothing goes wrong today, it's a good day. That's it. Like the only expectation I have for life is just to not go wrong. Um, yeah, so it was really stressful, even though it was a town, even though there was not a lot of noise going on. Actually, it was quite noisy living in the town. But anyway, the point is, that's how that's how it was in the past two years. And, and, and that's why this podcast was born. Um, it's just an attempt to, to survive. Okay, so now back to today. Um, as I said, I'm happier living in, in the city, but at the same time, I'm still feeling a little bit un, uh, dissatisfied. And um, the reason for that is, first of all, it's just the work I'm doing right now. It's not exactly, I feel like it's just temporary and um, I'm going to find something else pretty soon. So I feel like I'm not settled into anything year yet and I'm not settled into any career path yet and that feeling is is not very good <laughs> for me um and another thing is just the general feeling that life has not begun yet for me and I'm not sure when it's going to begin and by life beginning um I mean the sense that this is I'm okay with this. This is not ideal. It's acceptable, but it's more than acceptable. It's, you know, that I'm at a place where I'm comfortable and I I belong here. And this is the the kind of life, this is the kind of path I want to be in. And there is a certain sense of desire in, in living. And I think desire is a huge factor. I feel like, I feel like maybe what a component or uh, um, a lack of component in depression is the disappearance of any desire, right? And you're just trying to push through life um, because you, you're not dead yet, but you're just supposed to survive every day. That's all, that's all you could do, and you're just trying to do the bare minimum. That's, I think, maybe an essence of depression. I don't know. Um, now... Um, and for me, of course, I'm not. I'm no longer in that in that state. But I think um, I'm not yet in a place where I I have the desire to to go out to do a lot of things. I'm still transitioning. I think um, where yes, I am happier, and there are so many things I do want to explore. But um, there's sort of a, a sense of obligation in all of that where I feel that, okay, as a person um, who's living in the city, as a person who's of this age, you are supposed to explore certain things. And so there's a certain sense of being pushed to do, um, to, to explore, to, to do fun things. And the desire is pretty weak. So I think my next thing is to... Um, is to, you know, my goal maybe is to live in a way that every day is full of desire. <laughs> I don't know if that that's even possible. It sounds odd, very odd, but that's kind of what I mean by 
um, ideal, right? So so far, it's not ideal. It's acceptable. I think yes, I'll end up doing things, and I at least I have a second order desire where I'm asking myself to try to like to do these things, and it's not an like an innate desire. It's more of a second order one where I want to want this thing, but uh, I I'm not sure if I actually want it yet. So that's how I'm feeling. Um, and and that's that. And um, so that's sort of a quick, well, slow update <laughs> on my life. It's all very vague, but I just hope maybe you can connect to this kind of thing. Um, by the way, the term depression came up because I saw that my my ex coworker she said she was actually depressed um, clinically uh, when she was working there. So. I was thinking about my own stashes, and I thought um, maybe maybe it's a thing because I did something, I did things that were pretty radical at the time that I blocked a lot of people out of my life, and and it was just so natural to do these things, and I think I did them because um, just my mind was overwhelmed by negative thoughts already, and I just could not bear to um, accommodate so many people in my life. So I think. I think there was definitely something wrong. I don't know if it's clinically wrong, but depression might be a, a um, an issue um, that was going on. I don't know. So it's, well, I'm glad that I'm no longer doing that. I'm no longer in that state. So it's probably all right. But um, yeah, I'm no, I'm no longer so stressed. <laughs> so, so that's that. And what else do I want to talk about? Right. Well, this is like this has been a pretty self-centered episode already, um, and I suppose I could. Well, there's no general theme I want to discuss today. Um, fine, I guess. I guess we could talk about the ideal then. If it's not, if it's not ideal so far, as I said, I think the ideal has to do with desire. It has to include like some sort of innate desire um i think i was it was ideal for me a few years back there was a period of my of my life where i wanted really badly to get into grad school so every day i wanted to do research to read and to write and i wanted to get to uh, grad school so that was when i was feeling quite happy it was what i would call ideal um, that was that was one example. Another one is when I was actually in grad school and I was there was a sense of urgency and desire every day where I really wanted to, to write my thesis and not for the sake of getting the degree, but really for the sake of writing itself. So um, for the few years I was in grad school, that was actually quite satisfying. Uh, there was a raw sense of desire. There was just it was there was something on my mind that I wanted to complete every day. So that was pretty. That was I was I feel pretty good. Um, and you know, as bad as the work was in the uh, past two years, like just some some days there will be the slimmer of hope or slimmer of desire where I wanted to to do well and to to complete my task but it was so very very faint it was it wasn't as strong as writing the thesis for example so so I think 
if I if I go back to to these examples, maybe there's a trend, or I could find just what desire means to me because it probably means different things to different people. Um, so, and by the way, this is the same conclusion I reached while I was com- composing the huge uh, book or essay about myself. I don't know if I, I think I mentioned it on the podcast a few episodes ago. I said that I was working on on my writing. I was writing like a personal analysis where I went through what was going on in my mind in various stages of my life. And I tried to um, try to find a trend in them and try to just collect the data and and go through what I was thinking and come up with just what might be the best thing for me. Of course, I didn't find it yet, but I sort of, I think in, in, in the conclusion, um, I found that the ultimate issue is still desire, right? Uh, what makes me happy is if I actually want to do a thing, if I find a personal meaning attached to whatever task it was. Um and and so so I I was I stopped there because that's where I can no longer <laughs> go further. Um, so I'm thinking I I don't I do have I do have things that I want to do uh, from this point on, but they're just so difficult and so vague. So for one, I do wanna I do wanna be fluent in in um, in German. And that's very difficult considering that I'm I'm in a, I'm in Asia and so there's no um, the environment is gonna is not gonna push me to do that um, and that language learning itself it's just um, a difficult thing so that's one thing I want to do and but I wouldn't call it desirable yet <laughs> it's just something I vaguely want to do in the back of my mind um, and another thing which I have a desire for, I suppose, is to read more about um, economics. I think my biggest regret so far, um, if you could call that a regret, was that I never took any class uh, on economics um, in in the past. And I, I have no idea how the world's finances and all that <laughs> work. So, 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 so that's another thing I want to do. It's like a long-term goal to just know the background and to know a little bit of theory and just to be able to interpret things a little bit more objectively with knowledge. Um, and so that's kind of a vague desire as well, where, um, yeah, it's something that you could probably do, you could probably accomplish, but it's not, it's not as urgent as writing an, an, a, a graduate thesis, right? So these are two things on my on the back of my mind, and um, I think that's that. So I think um, that's not very strong, and it's not very good, is it? Um, anyway, I'll keep figuring it out. Um, and of course, there are some material things that I do desire immediately. For example, I'm looking to get like a good oven. And oh my god, this is just so much. There's just so much art and craft and a sort of um, things you have to know before you purchase an oven. So I was going because I sold a bunch of um, electronics uh, when I moved here. 
The reason mostly is just that the new place is much smaller, considering that we're in a city. Uh, but another one is just that I want to get rid of everything associated with with the past, with the town, and uh, unless it's like something like your computer um, or a printer, I mean, if it's if it's something that it doesn't really that doesn't get it get tainted uh, by 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 the town. Um, then I'll keep them. But if it's something like a big microwave, which is too big anyway, I, I got rid of them, I sold them. And then now I don't have anything to to bake. Um, and um, so I need an oven. So I was looking at the ovens and my first thing, the first thing that came into my mind was that I want to get like a superheated uh, what is it like a new uh, the, the technology where they're not it's not exactly a microwave but it's using um let me look it up but it's like a Japanese product kind of thing and basically um, the idea is that yeah it sort of works like a microwave but um, it's um, it's not using microwave so it's superheating the um, the water inside and um to heat things up i don't even know how that works i think what it's called it's a super heated microwave oven so so yeah it's using um whatever energy water has and uh it is superheating water so that it's sort of like baking i i guess but it's more it's not exactly a direct heat it's using um, the energy storing water to heat up food so you're not using microwave and so that's that so that's the kind of oven I was looking at and you got um, a lot of cool stuff from Japan where um, you could get go for a two-tier cooking which is to say that you could let's say put fish uh, or meat on one in one layer and the other layer you could have vegetables and then the meat and the food sorry you could you could uh, you could bake them whereas the uh, vegetables you could steam them so then the machine will cook both things at the same time but using different ways of cooking so that was really cool and that's something I considered getting um, two years back when I moved to the town I thought oh yeah I'm gonna prepare my own lunch and that's what I'm gonna get um, I ended up not getting it because I was looking at the reviews and people said oh they ended up using microwave all the time they only use the microwave function and um it's it's quite expensive for the machine and um the space for uh, inside the whole thing is not really big like 30 liters or something which is to say that you gotta carefully arrange the food on the plate before you put them in and then there's all and then when you're cleaning you gotta clean two or three layers and so it's all very not user-friendly in my opinion so that's something I'm going back to and I'm checking it out because maybe I'm ready for it <laughs> and maybe that's something I could do and I just like the feeling of using the oven where you just put raw stuff in and then it cooks by itself and you don't need to use gas or anything um so that's one thing um plus in the in my previous place I had gas so we could uh it was just much easier to stir fry things all the time and now I don't so I have an like, induction heat uh cooker but it's not it's not exactly 
something I would like to use every moment. <laughs> um, so I'm still thinking of getting an oven. So the superheated microwave oven, that's something I want to try. Um, not just to make life easier, but mostly just to um, try out like, a new technology that I've never used. So that's one thing. But considering how expensive it is, I might, I might, I'm probably not going to get it in the end. Um, and then, uh, what else? Um, another thing is just that, um, another thing I might get is like a normal toaster oven where, and this is interesting because there are some things that, that are labeled as a toaster oven, which is to say that they're just for toast entirely. And again, they could be really fancy, as in very expensive, and I don't get the point. But I think they use some sort of different technology than just the regular um, heating plate or something. Um, they might use uh, some sort of super energy. I don't know what it is they're doing. I gotta look. I gotta look it up. But yeah, toaster oven is something I could consider because um, I could not make pizza or something with that. And the third option is like a food, uh, fish grill. So it's still an oven, which is something I used in the past, but it got so dirty I threw it out. But I want to, maybe I could get a fish grill kind of oven where it's for fish. So it has deodorant inside, or if you get a better one, they have the deodorant uh, technology. And that's something you could do. Um, and you could also always put vegetables inside. So three different kinds of technology I'm considering, and I haven't gotten anything yet. Um, so that's a little bit of, there's a little bit of shopping for me to do. Um, so that's kind of good. But otherwise, yeah, everything is quite settled. Um, and I am finally having a peace peaceful time and that's why I could record it today um so I would like to talk more but I got into a new habit of doing a voice diary not it's a bit like this except I'm really just talking to myself and I'm not I know that no one's gonna listen to it and so um it's not exactly a daily occurrence I do it maybe once a week or something but and I still do the writing journal. I still write things down. and um, But it's different than writing because you speak faster and you can have more information and there is some, you can hear your own emo- emotion coming out in doing that. So I recommend that to, to you if you if you do want to record your thoughts. Mm. And, um, and what could I say? And there's another tiny observation, which is that I think everything's going to be lost eventually. Like I, I actually broke my phone two days ago. So um, the, this, the, the person, he warned me that your data might be lost. I'm like, okay, I know it's fine because it's the real important things there on the cloud. But actually, I don't, I honestly don't mind if things all got erased because yeah, they, these were my life, but they, in a sense, they also aren't my life because I'm not there anymore. So it's not, it's just something I've done. And I think I should keep an eye on the present, the very current me right now, rather than what I was doing in the past. You know, I, I don't know. I've got this new sense that how you're feeling and acting at the moment is the most important thing. And you should just cater to to yourself that's in the present and um, I'm just trying not to 
lived too much in the past, and I'm just gonna focus on what I want to do right now. So I I really don't mind if all my data got erased. But speaking of which, I think some of my voice diaries are inside, so maybe they they will get erased. We'll see. I don't go back to my diaries anyway, so so that's fine.、Um, and by the way, I feel like the purpose of a past is really to push you forward.、Um, at least that's what I'm doing. Where the past for me is just data, and what the data means is just how I choose to interpret them and. If I if I get confused about anything in my life right now, let's say my relationship with a particular person, well, there's some trove of data I could look into. I could go back to how we interacted in the past, and we I could maybe come up with a sensible theory of what our relationship is exactly like and how this person is like, and so on and so forth. But it's not really to relish the past or to to just think about the happiness in the past. For me, that's not. What the past is for, so yes, I do keep records. I do have journals lying around, but it's not again to relive the moment. It's just to, for me to to、uh, have a better understanding of the current situation. Or yeah, so that's what the past means to me. And so I'm not really, I'm not going to be entirely sad if things got erased because. What I do remember, I I remember them, and、um, I don't exactly need a fine print or, you know, I, sorry, I don't need exactly like a a copy of my memory、um, to look back to, and it it's it's just how I'm feeling. So, so yeah. Anyways, that's the thing, and、um, I I don't know. Am I, I? Maybe I'm too enlightened in this sense. <laughs> I don't know how I could say that in public.、Um, Yeah. So anyway, so that's what things are like for me right now.、Um, I am going to make lunch now, and、uh, I hope you all have a great, great New Year ahead. Thank you. Bye bye.